You can never escape me. Nothing harms me. But I know pain. I know pain. Sometimes I share it with someone like you. For checking out the One Best Podcast Batcast Edition, I am your host Andrew Karachi, alongside producer narrator, Andrew Quimby and the mayor of Tacos. I don't, I don't know. Uh, tacos. What do we have I, I guess, I guess I can be the mayor of Tacos. That's that sounds like a pretty fancy job. It sounds like a gig with lots of free tacos. <laughs> uh, tonight we are going to be discussing. Batman Year One, the, the um, animated, animated film movie, right? Yeah. Yes. We haven't done an animated movie in a while. I mean, we've uh, we did what? Like, be we did Beware the Batman, which isn't even a film. So, is that the last one we did? Wasn't it like Justice League Doom or something like that? Something like that. I don't know. Way back when. I don't know. It's been a while. It was kind of a, it was kind of a breath of fresh air to get kind of back to these animated shit because like <laughs> uh, this movie especially is definitely for the niche Batman fan like the niche audience the the hardcore fan this is not a yeah no this, nobody's watching this without knowing exactly what you're watching <laughs> right exactly and a lot of these animated movies are like that. So it, it was nice to kind of, because the animated movies don't treat you like you're stupid, like the, a lot of live action movies do. So yeah. like, so it's nice to kind of watch something different. And this was actually, this was actually a really good film. This was actually a lot of fun watching it again. And I haven't probably seen this in about eight years. So, and I don't, I didn't remember any of it. So yeah, it, it was nice going back and watching this. Um, it's, Created by the same guy that did uh, Beware the Batman and the Green Lantern show, and um, he's kind. Of, it seems like he's like the the Bruce Tim successor, right? Yeah, it seems like he's doing a lot of things. Yeah, yeah, it seems like he's because I think he did. I think he worked on the animated series too, but he wasn't like a. Um, he didn't get credit like Bruce Tim obviously, and Paul Dini did. Which I don't think Paul Dini has done anything since the animated series. Cause I don't remember. I don't. I don't see his name on anything. He could be dead. I don't know. I don't think he's dead though. I don't know. It's a weird way to start a podcast. A little bit. <laughs> Talking about a guy that might be dead, or maybe, who knows? Who knows if he's dead or not? Yeah, um, I don't know. So I guess uh, before we get started, uh, a few things. So if you have questions, comments, concerns, or you just want to just share your thoughts on anything that you want to share your thoughts on, you can email us at onebestpodcast at gmail.com. Did I get that right? Yep. Okay. You can email us there. That's, uh, that's one way of communicating. You can also find us on Facebook at Batcast Weekly. 
Um, that is probably the best form of communicating with the show uh, because that obviously is checked daily all the time because it's Facebook and it's connected to my Facebook, which is connected to uh, which is connected to my phone, which is connected to my rib bone, which is connected to the um, nose bone. I don't know, but <laughs> I was trying to do. So a bad why, why are why are you using your phone with your ribs, man? That seems <laughs> a little awkward. I was <laughs> trying to do a dumb joke there, but um, I, but yeah, I would have accepted that. thumb bone right there. That would have been a much more acceptable statement. Uh, next <laughs> week we're doing the. Uh, the Dark Knight Returns. I haven't decided if we're doing part one or part two yet. We'll figure that out when we upload it. But that's that's next week's podcast. This week is Batman Year One. And with that said, let's get right into it. All right. And then we don't get into it. <laughs> I love it. So, um, Batman. What'd you think of it? Um, it was a little weird in the beginning. Until I kind of got what was going on, because it it's a lot of, because it's based on a comic book, I guess, there's it's it's a lot of internal narration. Yes. Which was a little awkward, but as, as the movie went on and things actually started to happen, it was a lot more interesting, but it was kind of, I guess, I guess they had to kind of set things up so you knew what was going on, but I don't know, it, it started slow, but it got really good as it went along, I feel like. As he slowly I, figured out what was actually happening, I don't know. In the beginning, it just the beginning just felt weird to me because it didn't feel like anything was really happening. Now I've heard from a lot of like critics and like Mojo and all these like uh, sites out there that this one was definitely this one's always on everyone's like top five as the best Batman animated movies. And I remember okay. when I saw it back in 2012. Where I just didn't, I just, I didn't like it actually. And the reasons I didn't like it were, had nothing to do with the movie. It was because I didn't like the voice actor who was playing Batman. Because it was literally the first Batman movie I watched where Kevin Conroy was not voicing Batman. So I was immediately shut off from it. And uh, so maybe I never finished it. Maybe I turned it off. I don't remember. But, um, now, now watching a lot of other animated stuff where Kevin Conroy is not a part of, uh, the grieving process is over now, and I can now accept that Kevin Conroy isn't always going to be Batman. <laughs> so I can enjoy these Batman films now. Because for the longest time, the non-Kevin Conroy movies, I could not enjoy them. Until I saw Under the Red Hood. Once when I saw that, that's what kind of changed my mind on a lot of things. So, so, said, you, so did you like it then? Yes. I thought this was outstanding. Um, the, the only issue I have with it is there, and it's not really an issue because I'm fine with it because I'm okay with, snow, with slow burn movies or stuff like that, but it didn't really seem like a movie to me. It felt like, it felt like more of a, a show. Like you're watching um, a TV, sh- a slow burn TV show because we kept time skipping and time skipping and time skipping mm-hmm. that I felt like this would have been better if we this was told over a 13 episode arc or a, even like a seven episode arc 
rather than trying to slam everything in a hour and five minute movie. Because this movie wasn't very long. Yeah. I don't know, but I, I feel like I feel like that's almost part of it's like what's good about it though is that it just it moves along. It does. It does. And that's you're, you're not you're not bogged down in a certain situation or a certain scenario or like you're not bogged down in anything because like you only get like ten minutes of a thing and then you're jumping another month and there's a new scenario going on, then there's another month and there's you're not really like so let's just say theoretically you're like, oh, I hate this Selena Kyle character and this stupid thing. You only have to deal with her for a few minutes because everything moves so quickly. Yeah, I mean, I get that. It's just, it didn't give me enough time to like kind of process things. Like the Gordon fighting against the police, like that story, I wanted more with that because that was the most interesting part of this movie, in my opinion. I was more interested in that than Batman or anything else. Or I would have been fine if this was literally the entire movie was told from ba- from Gordon's perspective, and then you just mm-hmm. kind of see Batman here and there. Because yeah. it kind of felt like that's what it was going to be. But I was more interested in... Gordon was a very interesting character. And he definitely, to me, felt like it's the it, this is the Gordon from Gotham. Like, it's the same Gordon. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what it felt like. The straight-edge yeah. cop that... I think he got thrown out of his old precinct for the same reason. Mm-hmm. So I want to say that they 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 base their Gordon off of this Gordon. Yeah. This is the Gotham. This, this movie is like... Gotham should have just been this like yeah instead of them going off in their weird ridiculous tangent they went off to they should have just kept going with basically this movie yeah and you could have had you could have done gotham and had batman in it too if you really wanted to Mm -hmm. yeah just and not had batman as a main character it should be told through the eyes of jim gordon Mm -hmm. and I think the only difference was Gordon and Gotham came in as a detective where he was already a lieutenant coming into Gotham in Batman Year One. Yeah. But, like, how dirty... Not that I really understand the difference between police ranks. Huh? Do you understand the difference between police ranks? Yes. Well, that's fancy. So, So, Commissioner is in charge of everything. Like the commissioner, uh, yeah. obviously, the commissioner I, like, is I get that. And then lieutenants. Lieutenants are the so like if you take the show Gotham for example, the you had the police commissioner who was that one dude that Penguin kept blackmailing through the whole <laughs> through the whole show, and mm-hmm. then there was the lieutenant which was for example one of them that was uh. uh Fat cop. What was his name? Um, the guy who turned in, who turned into lockup. Practically, he turned into that fucking. I don't know. He got his arm chopped off, but Dokes or whatever his name is. It wasn't Dokes. Yeah. Barnes. Barnes. He was the lieutenant. So Jim was in charge of like the precinct, but the, there's a. Uh, the commissioner is like more of like 
similar is more like an I don't know if it's an elected position or what. I think it's like an appointed by the city. Appointed by the mayor, I think, right? Yeah. Right. Something like that. That's how it seems to, to be, I guess. I don't know, in everything version I've seen of it in the Batman verse, I guess. Right. Yeah, lieutenant is you can get promoted without being appointed. Mm-hmm. And then obviously detective is like the person actually solving the crimes and shit like that. Mm-hmm. But the commissioner is typically not actually... His office, I don't think, is at the precinct. I think his office is in City Hall. Because mm-hmm. the commissioner would be more like equivalent to like the market manager in uh, retail world. Okay. Where lieutenant is more like the store manager. Mm. Who was, in this movie, was being used to burn down an entire uh, house or an entire building. Yeah. <laughs> and just murdered some winos. <laughs> Jaywalkers. But, um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of the gist of that part. Uh, the Jim Gordon story to me was very interesting. And I really felt like this could have been, I felt like this was more of like a teaser of what it could be. So like this would have been awesome as like a seven part miniseries on Hulu or Netflix or whatever they want to put it on because you <laughs> could have gone into more detail because I liked, I would have liked uh, that build between him and flask to be a little bit, a uh, little bit more there rather than they would time skip. And a lot of stuff was missed that they didn't show that was implied that already happened. Yeah. And I would have liked to have seen it. That's just, that would be my only gripe. I wouldn't even really say it's a gripe. It's just the disadvantage of it, it being a movie compared to a TV series. But it did feel like, it felt like it should have been a TV series to me. Just because there mm-hmm. wasn't really a main, there wasn't really a main story going on. It was just kind of things happening. Yeah. And I guess that goes back to the fact that it was a comic book. So it's kind of a, Issue by issue thing, I guess. Yeah, and I, I think this came out uh, episodically when it came out when it came out in the comics. I don't think it came out as a full book. Now it's a graphic novel, but I don't know. It it, it it was interesting. Then you have the secondary story, which is Bruce just coming back from wherever he was. So in this storyline, I guess his parents were murdered, and he practically disappeared for 14 years or something like that and now he's back so he Mm -hmm. like didn't uh so unlike gotham where he lived in the city for a long time and was just trained by alfred which was so stupid but the Mm -hmm. uh but this um this story he was i don't know if that's how it happened in the comics where he just disappeared the entire time i knew he was gone for a while where he did all his training and then he came back to yeah. Gotham, similar to, you know, Oliver Queen being gone for five years and then coming mm-hmm. back as the Green Arrow. But he comes back and he still he has all this information, all this training, um, monologues to himself that he isn't ready yet, but he needs to get ready soon. But he's not really sure what he's getting ready for. <laughs> 
Yeah, so, what was he really like? It's weird because like he didn't intend to be Batman. He kind of was just like, yeah, I need to do something, but I don't, I don't know what it is. But I need to do something. Yeah, he doesn't. He didn't know what he was doing, and it was just it was very weird and awkward. Like I said, if this was told over a seven part or eight part or even thirteen part miniseries, you we would have gotten more information with that. Yeah. Because I would have liked to see where he was. Mm-hmm. Some of the training. But that's part got. of the. That's the mystery of the Batman, though. True. True. But this is but year Batman Year One is supposed to be the answer to all this because this it's not like this was the very first Batman comic that ever came out. This was like the prequel to Batman. This is like Batman because. In the comics, Batman. When you first meet Batman in the comics, he's been Batman for a few years already. I think it's like three years. And in the animated series, he's been Batman for about five. I don't know. See, so you, you still, you still kind of get you see him figure out what he needs to do and how he's figuring it out. Like his for the like when he like tries to stop the kids on the balcony thing or whatever and he almost like gets one of them killed and himself knocked off the thing whatever and he barely makes it and he's just like right. stupid stupid mistakes as he's saying to himself because he almost just got the whole thing almost went sideways and it was just three punk kids right yeah cause he's been I, was, I mean i like i like all that because it shows how it shows him being it was almost green. it almost reminded me of um What was uh, wow? Was it Mask of the Phantasm where they showed him in like a hockey mask doing things? Yes. Yes. It, it kind of almost reminded me of that where you show they showed you like his like rough beginning where he was like figuring things out and he was just being like very terrible at it. It kind of felt like that, which was very interesting. Yeah. I like that. I like the whole like seeing because like. Usually when you see Batman, he's like the unstoppable force. Like, you know, he always wins. It's kind of nice seeing him in his like rough state where it's like, oh, yeah, he's making terrible mistakes and just making it out by like luck, basically. Well, yeah, in Mask of the Phantasm, that's exactly what like he should have been crushed by that truck in the wall. But the truck just happened to stop before he got crushed. And it Mm -hmm. was just he's just lucky. Yep. And then uh, you you know you flash forward, you know ten years, and he's so polished that it becomes um, almost barely even any second effort on some of the stuff he does. Mm-hmm. It's just all routine. Which is almost less interesting than seeing him struggle. Right, but it, I, I think it kind of goes both ways because of how you need to see both sides to, to appreciate how. Like when he's nine years and how good he was, how good he is now compared to what he used to be. Yeah, exactly. So I do think you need to see both sides. Yeah. And, you know, when we do the Dark Knight Returns, it'll be something pretty similar because in the Dark Knight Returns, he's um, he hasn't been Batman, I think, for 15 years. He retired after the uh, Jason Todd death. Okay. 
So he's the, um, so when he comes back, he is slower and some like he, trying, he's bigger too. So he's like trying to climb a rope and it just, he can, he can barely do it because he's in his sixties. Damn. But he can still fight and he's intimidating as hell. <laughs> Which is all you really need, I guess. Right. I feel like the intimidation is like half of his power. It is. It is. It's the the illusion. That's why he. That's why he only did it at night. Yep. And there's even that thing. Whatever. Like, what is it? There's even a line where something happened or whatever. And Alfred's like, "Shall I fetch your tights?" And he goes, "Only after dark." Or never during the day or something like that, he says. Never during the day. No, apparently during the day, he just goes out in a leather jacket, which has apparently (laughs) body armor built into it. Yeah, he wears his his Bruce Wayne mask when he goes out during the day. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He just gets... His whole plan is to drive around in a parking garage and get shot. (laughs) He gets shot a lot in this movie. (laughs) He does actually, yeah. He got arrested in this movie. Like he got Yes. When the the pimp shot him and he was in the police car. Oh yeah. And he was like, You should let me out. Yeah. I got Bruce got arrested, sorry. And then they're like, oh yeah, and they're like, you should let me out now, whatever. And they're like, whatever. And then he like attacked the cops and rolled the car and everything like that. And like that was such a sloppy mess there. <laughs> yeah, it was. And then he saved them. Yep. Cause he's like, even scumbags have families or something like that. Which now so is that an error? Because remember when Jim was, uh, you know, he got in charge. Of, he's going to be the one that's going to take Batman down. And then he's, you know, laying up at night questioning why he should even be doing that. Like, he's like, he's not a killer. He um, he even said, like, he saved those two cops. He didn't have to do that. Was he talking about when he was Bruce and rolled the car? Maybe. Well, is that is that an error? Like, then he there's no way that he would have connected that because I don't remember Batman uh, pulling or saving cops in this in this uh, in this scenario. Like, yeah, there were times he did, but uh, or was it when I remember Jim kind of getting tracking him down yeah i think it's from that scene yeah so maybe the writers made a mistake on that maybe because i don't know know that how would he even know that unless they just attributed that whole thing whatever because they like they tied that to Batman because it matched I don't know I don't remember exactly I'm no I think they just fucked up maybe 
I think when they wrote it, they forgot that he wasn't Batman in that scene. Maybe I'm not. I don't really remember what I don't remember the exact quote or words a, of that scene. It's anyways. such a mundane, de- mundane detail that it's not even really that important. Yeah. But um. But then there's the. Do you want to talk about the amazing warehouse scene or the fire about the thing, this, that big scene? Oh, yeah, because that's probably the climax of the whole movie. So I don't know. Should we talk about that now or talk about Jim's pregnant wife for the entire movie? Oh, yeah, the fact that she was nine months pregnant. Like, she looked like she was about ready to have a kid for six months straight. That's not how pregnant people work. <laughs> I, I was really say, starting to question if she was going to be pregnant for the entire year. Did you? She's uh, been pregnant for eleven months. Fact, did you question the fact that his kid was a boy? I was confused about that, and I was wondering why the heck it was a boy. Because I'm like, and then his wife was Barbara, right? He did marry Barbara, though. He married he. His first wife was named Barbara, and that's why he named his kid Barbara. And that's oh. supposed to be—that's supposed to be Barbara Keene, the one that goes crazy in Gotham. Oh, really? Yeah, because that's not a real character. Huh? But they just made her crazy. Okay. So why was the kid a boy? Do you have an actual answer to that? I have a theory. Okay, and what's your theory? I think my theory was the reason why the kid was a boy was so they could kill him. But that didn't happen. I thought he was going to die in the movie. But because Jim doesn't have a a son in any of the other universes, my guess is this kid dies in a different universe or dies somewhere. Yeah, because it was... I think Jim's wife dies too at some point. Because he doesn't have a wife. Because in The Dark Knight Returns, he gets remarried to somebody else. So, I was really confused that he had a boy. That's why I thought thought that uh, they were going to kill him in the movie. Yeah. Huh. Apparently he only exists in the year one storyline. Is the only time when he actually has a son. Huh. Which is, uh, it's, it's weird. So they, so he, this, whoever wrote this comic book or whatever, basically invented a son for him. I don't understand that. Yeah, that's very. Now, is this a Frank? Is this a Frank Miller comic, or did somebody else write this? Um, because if it's Frank Miller, that that explains it. It. Edgar O'Neill, Frank Miller, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he likes to do uh, different things. So it becomes his own then at that point. Okay. So now if Jim if Jim were to ever have a son in any of the movies or something like that, Frank Miller will get some royalties for it because he created the son. Yeah. Okay. 
he did the same thing in the dark because he wrote the Dark Knight Returns also, and he did the same thing in that by uh, creating a, a female Robin. Hmm. Interesting. Apparently, he did a Superman Year One as well. Yeah. Well, he's known for writing some great shit for Marvel, and then I think he went over to DC, wrote some stuff there, and then went back to Marvel or vice versa. Because I think he's back with Marvel. Mm. They always bounce back and forth. If you're a good writer or illustrator or whatever, it seems like they always bounce back and forth because it's like, it's like if you're not working for the one big company, you have to work for the other big company because they're the only ones that can pay you well enough. Yeah. I mean, those are pretty much the only two comic book companies you should be working for at this point. Like, what's the other one? Uh, Image Comics. What do they make? Uh, Their biggest one is Walking Dead, I believe. Okay. But for a long long? time, it was Spawn, I believe, was one of their biggest ones was Spawn. But they're mostly... I thought Spawn was I... Was it Spawn or was it? I don't know. I remember I, I watched a thing about them once. I thought it was maybe not Spawn. Was it Spawn? God damn it. I can't remember now. This is a little off topic, but did you know there's a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Batman movie? Um. What? <laughs> yeah. I saw clips of it on YouTube. Um, apparently, Batman fights all the Ninja Turtles. And he, like, whoops all their asses. In a really cool fight scene. Because they didn't know who the hell he was, and he didn't know who they were. Huh. And then he fights, uh, I guess, the Joker's in it, and so a Shredder. Hmm. And he, like, kicks the crap out of Shredder, because it's fucking shredder versus batman (laughs) that makes a lot of sense actually so yeah spawn is never been part of marvel it is create it is creator owned character from image comics oh so that's probably their biggest uh superhero then could have swore they were marvel but i guess not Apparently, well, me searching just image comics or spawn image comics, that was one of the first questions that popped up. So I feel like that's a question everyone assumes that it's Marvel, I'm guessing. Well, it's it's got to be the only comic book superhero movie that came out that wasn't DC or Marvel. Mm-hmm. I think they're coming out with another spawn movie soon. Well, the first one was ass. Oh, yeah. Apparently, they're doing another... I think they're doing... I saw something where they're doing another show or a movie or something coming up. I thought I saw that. I, I'm glad I have accurate information here. All right, let's get back to Batman Year One. So there's a... Batman, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So... So what happens? Batman gets... He escapes the 
the cops get shot a bunch of times or got shot before and he's sitting in his chair waiting to die and he he's monologuing it almost it, it feels like this movie should have almost been animated or anime at this point because that's the way it was that's how the story was being told <laughs> like it was an anime story because of all the monologuing which is totally a uh, uh an anime thing compared to uh, american cartoons don't typically do that really I don't know. I don't know. I guess most of the anime I watch, they don't really monologue. Really? Because I, I don't watch a lot of anime, but every anime I, I've seen, it's they always have a, a, like a voice talking when they're not talking. So like a like a monologue, I guess would would be what it is. Like, oh, maybe. I mean, maybe I just don't. Know. Maybe I just don't notice it in that context. But. Well, Yu-Gi-Oh doesn't count because he's got a separate consciousness inside of his head, so he's actually having a conversation, but, but and that's Kaiba not monologue. But Kaiba does it too. The villains that's true. do it. <laughs> Anyways, does it. I'm just saying. I think it's a yeah. That's, that's the storytelling style of the Japanese. Okay. It's just weird that 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 that's the style they decided to do for this. Hmm. Because the Dark Knight Returns, like I said, and I know I keep talking about that, but that's it's it's a similar it's a similar th- one-off story because it's written by the same people and it's animated by the same people. And the Dark Knight Returns doesn't do the monologuing like this does. Hmm. It does a little bit, but it's not like. It almost feels like they took the graphic novel and just did it word for word. Yeah. Which is pretty much what they did the Killing Joke like. But... Yeah. I'm not sure if I'm a fan of when they just take a graphic novel and animate it as much as maybe an original story. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. I'm okay with like something being loosely based off a graphic novel, like the Red Hood, because the Red Hood isn't the same story as the graphic novel. Hmm. Okay. It's similar, but it's not the same because there's a whole lot more in it in the graphic novel compared to the movie version. Yeah. But maybe it's those shorter graphic novels that get these movies, and I don't know. Yeah, but this is one of the first ones they did, mm-hmm. so I'll give it a little bit of a pass because they do get better as we uh, advance on the storytelling style of how they do it. I just wish they would have probably did it a little differently. I think you were even saying the same thing early, but you kind of you just kind of accept it the way it is. Yeah, you just gotta. It's it's once you're like, oh, this is what they're doing. You kind of just go with it. And you're like, okay, because it was it was weird, and then you're like, all right, this is just how it's, yeah. Which I feel like there's a lot. It was they monologued a lot more in the beginning. There was more was monologuing like, than there were speaking parts, and that I don't like. I said I don't know how I'm supposed to feel about that because I feel like um, the entire movie was a, practically a monologue. Yeah, I would I would say that yeah I was. There is definitely more monologue than there was speaking parts in this movie. <laughs> yeah. 
because there wasn't that many there really wasn't that much conversations honestly no there's a handful here and there but in general it was like talking to his i don't know if that's his female partner or whoever that's supposed to be but yeah I did like how when he was investigating, trying to find out who Batman was, and his first suspect was Harvey Dent. I thought that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Well, I got a Jim here, um, figuring that who he was might be apparently working with Batman. Apparently, yeah. Maybe which was maybe very Batman, interesting. I bet you Batman was giving him the cases, the case files, and stuff. It would okay. make sense because um, Harvey Dent was trying to clean up Gotham. And yeah. a lot of, uh, he was kind of, a, he was on the same side as Jim, just Jim didn't know it. Mm-hmm. And like his whole thing was uh, people were, you know, he, he'd put people in jail or put, you know, and then they'd get released because of connections. So he's trying to clean it, clean up the streets and also, and he must have, felt that Batman was doing the same thing, so he was working with him. Mm-hmm. That and Bruce and Dent are, are really good friends, so maybe maybe he knows he's Batman. I don't know. Hmm. Maybe in this universe they know. Because in most of the Batman universes, outside of Beware of the Batman, where he's just a fucking lunatic, um, Harvey Dent is one of Batman's best friends, or one of Bruce Wayne's best friends. Huh. In fact, when uh, the accident happened that blows off half his face and Batman was there when it happened, it, it was very hard for Batman to handle that because he blamed himself for it. So he blames himself for the existence of Two-Face because he... Um, Harvey Dent has a split personality. Yeah. Big bad Harv. Who he <laughs> he's goes to see uh Leslie Tompkins for therapy, which is the same doctor that Bruce Wayne uses. Hmm. Is there like is there a single like canon answer on what actually happened to Two Face or is it just everyone makes up their own thing every time they make him in a, a character? Um, I could tell you how the animated series did it, which is usually they go off of how it happened in the comics or ver- okay. a variation of it. It was pretty much, um, he, he was dealing with a gangster. So in the animated series version, they use Rupert Thorne because Falcone doesn't exist in their universe. It could. It was probably Falcone in other universes, but whoever the big mob boss is, he's he's going after him, and um, he's trying to black he's blackmailing um, because because Dent is seeing a therapist, and if you're a district attorney and you're seeing a therapist for a split personality disorder, you're going to lose your job. So he was secretly seeing a doctor that Bruce. Uh, told him about because he trusts Bruce as his best friend and um, Bruce sees the same doctor. That doctor also knows that Batman is Bruce Wayne. Oh. It's one of the few people that knows that. 
Hmm. Because that's who he would talk to uh, when he talked about his parents' death and all that stuff. All that stuff was Leslie Tompkins. So like, um, not the same Leslie Tompkins from Gotham because that was a joke. But the <laughs> the um, yeah. So she sees Harvey to try to help him through this. Well, Rupert Thorne um, is, gets the files from his goons by breaking into Tompkins' office, and they use it to blackmail uh, Dent to drop the charges against uh, them, and he refuses. So he pretty much through through a bunch of stuff. He they end they end up going to a warehouse, and he's chased. The evil side or big bad heart breaks loose. And now he's trying to practically kill Rupert Thorne. Like he's angry. And so he's running at full speed and he goes on to the, um, it's like this chemical warehouse. Um, There's an explosion that happens and he, half his face gets blown off pretty much. And then his uh, wife goes to see him, in the, or his girlfriend, I think. I don't think he was married yet. So his girlfriend goes to see him in the hospital, very similar to how the metamorpho thing happened from Beware the Batman. And okay. he takes the bandages off, she faints, and then he just kind of walks out of the hospital as Big Bad Harv. And Harvey Dent is now gone. Hmm. Because, like I said, it's a split personality disorder, so the other the other conscience doesn't isn't a, is is aware of the other conscience, but they're two completely different people living in the same body. Okay, it's very weird. So, so the evil or big bad Harv is now Two Face, and that he wants to he doesn't like to be called Harvey. He's called Two Face. Okay. And every time Batman has to fight him or deal with him, it's very hard for him because it's his best friend. And he yeah. blames himself for it. Hmm. Interesting. He said, just add it to the list of his many failures. Hmm. Yeah, because I was, I don't know, Two-Face is always one of those, I feel like, I don't know, I, there's never a... I don't know, every version of him, I feel like there's a different reason behind. Right. They came up with some arbitrary thing. But that seems to be the most commonly told story, so that's the yeah. one I usually go with. It makes okay. the most sense. It does, yeah. And in the animated series, um, Harvey Dent shows up. He's just a normal character for a while, and then they finally, I think it's a year when they're in their second season, they release an episode just called Two-Face, and it's a two-part episode. And we're finally going to get the transformation. Hmm. So anyways. So, so is which we, has where, nothing where to do with this movie. But <laughs> yes, nothing at all. We're talking about Two-Face in a movie that didn't even have any villains in it. Um, 
Yeah, but it's still Batman related, so it's still we're not yeah, completely at least off topic. Yeah, it, it was it was relevant ish. Um, well, he was what full of he was bleeding all over the place, and a bat burst through the window. Yeah, and that was like his sign, and then he decided that to ring the, the bell. Yes, and that was the that was the symbol that he became the Batman. Right. So when Batman begins, he it's he uses bats because that's what he's afraid of, which I thought was sorry. My opinion, I thought that was so fucking stupid, but I get why they did it. I remember when I saw that in the theaters and I'm like, no, this this, this isn't right. And like I said, that's that's Batman nerd me in the theaters, not liking it originally right off the bat because it's not what I'm used to. Mm-hmm. But I did like that movie. Anyways, which is Batman. So year it, what is what is your Batman head? Begins. What is your head canon then to why he chose the bat? Um, I think I think he felt that bats were terrifying. I think it's something as simple as that. Okay. I don't think there's any I don't think there's any connection to his past or anything like that. I think when he found the cave, there were a lot of bats in the cave. And that's probably where he got the idea from. Cuz the cave was they found underneath the house. Cuz remember Mask of the Phantasm, he's proposing to Andrea Beaumont and all those bats come flying out of that cave. Yeah. Which was like another sign. Yeah. But it wasn't as obvious as this one in year one. Yeah, the the bat didn't come bursting through the window. Yeah, I think so that if, and if, I, if, I don't you've just chosen it, you know, possible. I don't think I don't think a bat could fly fast enough to burst through Bruce Wayne's window without killing itself. Oh, not at all. It would, you, birds just hit windows and die every day. There's right. no way a bat, which is essentially just a bird, is just going to survive a sm- crash through a window. They're slower than birds, I think. Uh, I don't know. I'm not a bat expert. I don't think they're faster than despite the um, Despite the fact that we have a show that could be construed as a bat <laughs> show, I don't actually know that much about bats. <laughs> I don't either. But, like... I feel like the idea of Batman, um, the Andrea Beaumont bat, uh, mask of the phantasm scene or whatever. I feel like that would be more realistic than, um, what we saw in Batman year one. I feel like Batman year one was literally there for theatrical purposes only. Mm-hmm. It was a cool scene. But mask I just of want the to know, would he have chosen, better. Would he have just chosen whatever animal had happened to break through his window? Yeah. What if it was like some retarded rabbit? Rabbit man or like <laughs> like bird man or hawk man. Oh, God, he could have been hawk man. Yeah. You know, bird man exists, too. <laughs> oh. I'm not aware of who bird man is. Harvey Birdman, attorney of law. I, I don't know what that is. He's a superhero attorney. Oh, okay. Anyways, the um, 
So the bat flies through the window. He decides he's going to live. And then um, he's now Batman going forward. Yes. So that goes to his first night where he, we were talked about it earlier, where he almost ended up killing the kid by scaring him off the balcony, which was really funny. <laughs> yeah, which then he had to catch the kid and then he got smashed over the head with a TV. Well, try. Okay, for the record, that's a terrible friend. I know. I was gonna say the same thing. Like, what a shitty. Friend. Your your friend is being held up by some guy right now, and your solution is I'm gonna smash that guy over the head with a TV. <laughs> Hopefully, he doesn't drop him. And then you're gonna just say your friend just plummets to his death then because you wanted to smash him with a TV. So that's it's just that was that was a terrible friend right there. Yep, nominate him for Worst Friend of the Universe Award. Mm-hmm. He might win it, too. Possibly. It's either that or would Joker win it for shooting Bob? Oh, poor Bob. I liked Bob so much. How come Bob is never shown back up in the comics? Or ever showed up in the comics? Uh... I feel like Bob was a placeholder name and they just couldn't, they, they just, that was it. It's a perfect name. It is a perfect name. Or like he had an actual better name, but when they were shooting it, um, he couldn't, he could never remember his, the guy's name. And he was just like, it was supposed to be like, like something scary in him. And he's just like, ah, I'm, I'm line. And they're like, he's, and they, he just couldn't remember the guy's name. So he's just like, you know what? I'm just calling you Bob now. So this climaxes at a uh, warehouse, practically, where they have Batman trapped in. What very similar to Mask of the Phantasm and Batman Begins. It was a really similar scene. Um, yeah, more more closer to Mask of the Phantasm, though I'd say, <laughs> where they had him at the construction site and Mask. Yeah, of the Phantasm. it was all it was all penned in, and I think it's, and so apparently the police. I just love that apparently the police just have firebombs readily available and they just start firebombing the building he's in. And apparently this is a perfectly acceptable practice that nobody even questions (laughs) that they're just dropping firebomb after firebomb on a building in the middle of the city. (laughs) That's that's a normal accepted practice. And then when we cut to the Selena Kyle thing, whatever, and she's like, oh, my God, like, they're, they're, there's explosions over there. She's just like, oh, yeah. Um, what's the guy's name? What's the cop's name that's bad? Brendan. Brendan. I can never remember his name. Brendan must have cornered a jaywalker because they're firebombing a building. Because <laughs> that's, that's the kind of police they have in the thing. It's like, that's, that's just, yeah, he's just overreacting to something stupid. I will say you can tell that this comic was written in the 80s by the hairstyle and how everyone's look looks. Okay. Cuz all all the women that are drawn in these comics have like the really short hair and that that's that was like a look of the 80s. <laughs> okay. Cuz they do the same thing in uh in the next movie we're about to review. It's the same art style. Okay. 
Then um, there is one scene I want to talk about before we get into the firehouse. Um, when he uh, breaks into that house of all those rich people, those rich, like, evil business people. Oh, yeah, the 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 fancy dinner that he crashed. Yeah, where he Literally. took out all the guards before he even, like, went in there. He zapped them all, practically. And they're all mm-hmm. discussing Batman this and Batman that. And, ooh, he's... It seems like crime is down since the Batman. Maybe he's on the police payroll, which I still would think would be a very interesting story if they did that. Yes. Maybe I, I just like the... Yeah, because like that scene was great because they just yeah they show you he like knocked all the people out, and then I just I just like the fact that he brought his own spotlight. He brought his own spotlight and set up his own spotlight. So when he cut the power and smashed through the window, he was the evil specter in the window. And then what? What did he say? What did he say to everyone? I, I, you're the quote man. He uh, he said a line saying that none of you are safe. And it was so it was so perfect, and it's so terrifying. Then he just disappeared. Mm-hmm. Like keep and eating, then, and then, eating well now, because none of you are safe, or something like that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, but then he was. That's why everyone was freaking out because he was basically going through all the like the rich and the elite, like all the crime people of the entire city, and he was just taking them out like one by one and like punishing all of them. Yeah. And, like one point, he had like Falcone like hogtied, and he like stole his car and drove it into the river. His Rolls Royce. <laughs> Like, I, that's it. Doesn't seem very Batman-y. It seems like a very like petty thing for him to do. But I guess, I don't know. I guess he's just showing that he can get to anybody. I guess. Yeah, which is weird because, like I said in the animated series, he doesn't do that. Like he, Rupert Thorne, he doesn't go. He's like the he's like the Falcone of that universe, and they mm-hmm. never, um, he never really gets to him. Because if he can't prove that he was part of it, he won't go after him. So there are some scenes, though, where he hangs him upside down on a balcony. Or he's due to Penguin a lot, too. <laughs> he just likes hanging people upside down. He does when he wants information. Like, remember in uh, the Justice League episode where he grabbed that one clown from the... Uh, the, the um, the Batman Beyond universe, and he's just like, "Where's Kronos? My arm is getting tired. Hurry up!" <laughs> <laughs> or in uh, Red Hood, where he um, he grabbed a guy and he's like asking me like or asking him like, well, "Who's Amazo?" And they're like, "We don't know." He's like, "Lie to me again, and crashing through a wall head first will be the least of your problems for the rest of the night." <laughs> You don't like being lied to. Yeah. Or the uh, another cool uh, scene with him is in Justice League where he's interrogating these guys. I think they speak German or something or Japanese or some foreign language. And they, they have subtitles and it says like, 
I wouldn't tell you, and you even if you could understand me. And then he starts speaking the language back to him. He's like, I can understand you, and you will tell me. Because <laughs> yeah, of course I feel like he, he speaks probably, every language. <laughs> yeah, of course. I feel like he would, that would be a thing. He would just know all the languages because that would just be a random. He's like, oh yeah, I just learn languages in like the spare time or something like that. That would just be a thing he does. Like I said, the 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 most I've ever seen him done like that, where he seems a little too paranoid, was in the Batman, where he had that conversation with John at the diner when he found when he figured out he was a Martian and knew <laughs> all of Martian's weaknesses. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And how he was able to prevent uh, Jean from reading his mind. And that was a technique that he picked up from some monks. Like, of course he'd know how to do that. Yeah, of his list of random superpowers of knowledge and experience. Yeah. So now we'll get to the, the firehouse scene. And I think that's what we're calling it, because that's kind of the climax of everything. And yeah. the police got him pretty much pinned down. I think he got shot a bunch of times again. And then, yeah, he got, well, he got, sh- I think he got shot in the leg. So he was like bleeding within the leg. Right. For sure. Yeah. And then like, so then like all the squads of the thing were moving around and they were shooting at him and he was like taking out a bunch of, it was very similar to the, the one. Mask of the phantasm. Yeah. Except there was a construction site in Mask of the Phantasm. Mm-hmm. Well, he's able to get out of there eventually. He was beating the crap out of a lot of these cops. Oh, yeah. He took out so many of them. <laughs> and then I think it was hilarious. Like, it was like they're... Was it like the squads were slowly getting taken out? And they're like... And Gordon's outside. And they're like... It's like the one cop's like, uh, I think they might need help in there. He goes, well, unfortunately... He told us to stay outside or something like that. Gotta follow orders. Gotta follow orders. And he just got, he's just letting all of his squads getting taken out in there. Well, and then, the like, way they shot it was perfect too, because the um they kept showing the we don't we're not really seeing them get taken now, but we're seeing the reactions to everybody else. And mm-hmm. I think that's I love it when in Batman uh, animated shit they do that. Because yeah. that's that's a style they did in the animated series where they they would always show a lot of the action off screen. Yeah, and then I, I really I like this hair too. He was like we're running at one point and they're all shooting at him. And he's on the wall that faces the whole crowd, so they're literally shooting through the rock the wall like into the <laughs> other police. And it's like it's like, damn it, hold your fire. What are you doing? Like they're not even because they're just so worried about shooting him, they're not even thinking about the fact that they're basically shooting into an open crowd through a wall almost. <laughs> And I love like how many people are there and they're all cheering for Batman. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he like, they're shooting, they're just like unloading into the pillar or whatever. And then he just like kicks the pillar and drops the entire roof on everybody. Which was a, um, wasn't that a callback to something earlier in the, in his training where he was kicking trees down pretty much. Oh yeah. He like kicked the tree down. Yeah. Which is absurd, but yeah. Apparently, tree kicking skill very useful. <laughs> He's got tree kicking skills. How many dice do you think he should be able to roll for that? He can kick down a tree. <laughs> All of them. I don't know. Um, but yeah, then he uses 
was it the ult like ultrasonic thing or whatever and attracts all the bats and just swarms the entire warehouse with bats which is really freaking cool yeah and then he was able to escape and he didn't even like escape uh um, climatically, he just like he was like jumping on cop cars, and then all of a sudden he stole yeah, he a cop up, bike. <laughs> he stole the motorcycle, a cop motorcycle, and he's just riding away in a storm of bats, and was almost to get was about to get shot by a sniper, but then mag- then I guess the bats decided they don't like helicopters and swarm the helicopter. Yeah, yeah, the the bats don't like snipers. Otherwise, yeah, he was almost done right there. Well, he probably has, like, more body armor because apparently everything he has is just body armor. So he gets home, and uh, so they're still trying to... So Gordon has an interview with uh, Bruce, which was a really... This was a good scene, too, where to see if, uh, you know, to interview him if he was Batman. And then Gordon just realized right off the bat, this there's just no way. This guy is... He doesn't care about anybody but himself. Why would he be Batman? And then just kind of left him. Because he had no. Because like, that's no, that's not true. He was because he did it with his wife, and his wife was like, "Oh, he's a scumbag." There's no other thing. He goes, he goes. I don't know. A person who runs around like a Batman would true, try would go through a, would do a lot to uh, cover that up. I feel like is what he said. So even though he saw that whole thing, I feel like he still doubted. Yeah. He wasn't he wasn't sold on his act. He didn't really try to um question it too much though. Yeah, he he kind of And then he awkwardly parked in the driveway and told his wife about how he was cheating on her. Yeah. And Bruce is just standing in the window going like he's still sitting there for 10 minutes. I thought that was amusing. He's just like watching him in the driveway. Like, why is he sitting there and it has nothing to do with him, actually? You think part of it was Gordon didn't, uh, at that moment, didn't really even care if he was Batman or not? I feel like he had, he was more worried about other things. Yeah. It seemed like. I feel like he he had hit the point where, like, Batman was probably like it wasn't like a high priority because I feel like at this point he's realized that Batman isn't really doing damage right as much as just taking care of criminals right so like he still wanted to figure out who it was but he wasn't like obsessed with it I feel like as much as he was right because he didn't push very hard on Bruce no at all but maybe if he interviewed him Two weeks previously, he would have. Mm-hmm. Like he 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 brought his wife to the interview. He didn't even take that interview seriously. No. But then when it comes to what then. What was what was our ending thing? Whatever he he finally has a kid. Whatever and the gangsters decide to kidnap him. Right. Falcone's I guess what son. I don't know to what I, I I'm still not quite sure what what was their goal with kidnapping him were they just gonna like blackmail him or force him to do things like what what was the what he was, was the plan? uh he arrested well he it was the it was the um the detective flask 
he had uh, he had that one gangster um, testify against him. Mm-hmm. But what did kidnapping the child do for them? It would make it so he backs off on the case. Mm. Okay. But at that point, it's in the DA's hand anyways. So shouldn't they yeah, be going after I, the DA? Yeah, I felt like I wasn't quite sure why they were trying, unless they were just like punishing him. It could have been just simply revenge. Yeah. But then, yeah, Bruce is hanging out in the parking garage and like goes to chase the car and just gets shot by Gordon. Shot off of his motorcycle and Gordon just steals the bike and takes off. <laughs> this is world's greatest detective right here. Mm-hmm. Just hanging out in park garages on motorcycles. That's that's how you do. That's how you detect. He gets shot a lot in this movie. I do find it amusing that he somehow so the car is going and Gordon's chasing them on a motorcycle. And he manages to keep up with them by running across rooftops and riding on the back of a truck. Yep. That's cartoon logic. Yep. That's because apparently they took a very zigzaggy path through all the roads. But yeah, then it ends with... So the baby gets dropped off a bridge. And Batman or Bruce... Whatever, Bruce saves the baby. It was Bruce Man. Bruce Man. Yes, Bruce Man saves the baby. And gives it back. And then they they have like their knowing thing, whatever, and goes, Yeah, you know, I can't really see anything with my glasses off here. Knowing full well who it is, but like beginning you got you actually that's how you took it? Yeah. I I think he was actually being uh, legit, like he doesn't know. Oh really? Yeah. Because they even, I thought, showed, I they even was... showed his vision, and he couldn't see. Oh, okay. He, That's, I think it I, was I his it way of saying exactly he, knew, he knew the same guy who saved his kid was Batman. Was also Batman. Mm. I think okay. that's what that was. That he, he knows that the guy who saved his kid was Batman, but he doesn't know who he is. Uh, I, I, see, I took it that he knew it was Bruce. He, could, he, could, he saw enough that it was Bruce. And he was kind of like, he was just saying like, oh, I guess I'm going to have to say I, cu- I couldn't see anything without my glasses. I guess your name's not going to be in the report. Well, even if his name is in the report, that doesn't prove he's Batman. It just proves no. he's Bruce's man. Yeah. But did, like his wife clearly saw that it was Bruce Wayne, yeah. so he's going to yeah. know regardless. <laughs> yeah, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. That, doesn't, that doesn't mean he's Batman. It just means he's Bruce's man. Batman wasn't mm. there. Yeah, I, I I guess you could go with that logic, but <laughs> Bruce Mann did a lot of Batmany things there. Uh, he saved a child. That's about it. Mm-hmm. And he I think that's to be in the neighborhood. <laughs> He just happened to be in the parking garage on his motorcycle when that kid was kidnapped. <laughs> Doesn't live anywhere near that area. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's in a parking garage that you need access to. 
Yeah, his uh, friend lived lived in that building there. He was just visiting, and then he just got shot, so he decided to follow him to figure out what happened. <laughs> it's like the worst, the worst explanation ever on why he was there. There's no explanation on why he was there. It would have been just better off if he was just Batman on a motorcycle. <laughs> it would have mm-hmm. made more sense than Bruce Man on a motorcycle. Yeah, that whole thing about like where he was actually like going out and doing things during the day, like not dressed as Batman, was very kind of weird in this movie. Uh huh. Because I very much secret identity for a reason. Yeah, I really feel like like you wouldn't you would distance yourself from that if you're trying to keep your Batman thing secret. Unless, I don't know. He's, unless he's going to he retire even, as Batman and become Bruce Man. And he didn't even... I was kind of sad or whatever, because when they showed him at the end, I was kind of hoping he'd have his, like, stupid fake scar on his face that he had at the beginning of the movie. Just, yeah. to, go through, just to show that he actually goes through the effort of putting the fake scar on, even if he's wearing a motorcycle helmet. I would have really appreciated that detail. But they did not, and I was a little disappointed. And so that's practically Batman year one. Is there a year two? Yes, but there's no movie. Oh, that's disappointing. Uh, no, what they have confirmed is the 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 big movie they're doing this year, animated wise, is the long Halloween. Which is connected to this. Yes. Tech because when I when I read it, it said the only place that his his son exists is in Batman Year One and the Long Halloween. Yeah. So it's well, at least semi connected to this. I think the Long Halloween. I forget who the villain is in that one. Is that Bane? I don't know. Which one where Batman gets his back broken? That was in a graphic novel. Oh, I I don't know. I think it was Long Halloween. Okay. Well, the story I'm thinking of, and it's probably not Long Halloween, it's probably something else, but the story I'm thinking of is heavily what um, The Dark Knight Rises was based off of. Mm -hmm. Loosely. Okay. So do you see do you see the themes from Batman Begins in this movie? Oh yeah, yeah, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff that was kind of connected kind of things. Almost you can see fully the similarities. Ripped off. Yeah. The bat thing, the bats thing. Yeah. That yeah, that scene was pretty much straight up the same for that. The one thing, though, I do like in Batman Begins is when he's driving that tank on the rooftops in Batman Begins. And the the best part is those cops. They're just like they're saying, like, what well, can you like? What's he driving? Well, it's it's a tank. Can you at least tell me what road he's on? He's not on any roads. He's flying on rooftops. 
That I think that I think is pretty cool. Yeah, that was that was a good scene. Then they kind of did the same thing from Batman '89 with the car ride scene. But anyways, yeah. Overall, this was a fu- it was a, it was fine. I mean, I wouldn't say it was. A, I know I said it was outstanding, but now I kind of take that back. It's kind of uh, it's okay. Like there there. There were some really cool things in here, but I feel like uh, there are better movies in this. So um, I don't know why this one gets so much more praise than some of the other ones. Do you think this is the best movie reviewed so far? Mm, no, I don't think so either. Like just it's put- interesting and, and stuff like that, but I just like. I don't know. It was, I guess if you're a big comic person, the fact that this one is almost like a live action comic book, maybe that like trips that for a lot of people. And that's why the people, sure. a lot of people love it so much. But as neither of us are really comic readers, it doesn't really flip that switch for us, I guess. So it doesn't really hit that. Point I, don't think it, I don't think it, tra- I don't think it translated very well. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like the comic might be better to read than this movie. Maybe. I don't I don't know. It's but, uh, overall though I would say this is definitely a good movie. It, it, it was a good movie. It was interesting. Yeah. It was interesting. I like there's a there's a lot of stuff in here that I really liked. Same here. And almost nothing that I hated. So I'd I'd call that a win. Yeah, I didn't hate anything in it. Um, there's a few things I would have done differently, but again, mm-hmm. they they ha- they have to go off the graphic novel, so yeah. they're kind of limited in creativity in that. So I'll give them a pass on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like they can change the story because it's not their story. Mm-hmm. But um, voice actors, how are they? They they were good. Like I. I don't really, I don't tend to notice that. Like, I, I see the character more than I think about the voice when I'm doing whatever. Right. So, like, it also, it also, nothing, like, jumped out at me as, like, wow, that's really wrong, at least. Okay. Did you like the Batman? Yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was a good Batman. It was very odd-sounding Batman to me. But, yeah, I liked it overall. He also didn't... Also, he did not have a lot of speaking parts in this, so... No, he didn't. He just had a lot of narrating parts. Even the narration, though, like, he was... Gordon had a lot more voice than Batman did in this. I will say that Gordon is kind of a tank. Like, it's not the Gordon I'm used to. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, Jim can handle his own, but I didn't think he was, like, this ripped, like, uh, lieutenant dude who fights, like, multiple people at one time. Yeah, they or really did. turned, they really made him, like, the super badass in this movie. Uh-huh. He was almost like action hero Gordon, but I feel like you could have just spawned off your own movie like that. Maybe that's what Gotham thought, that when they made the show Gotham, they're like, this Batman year one, Gordon, this, we could make a TV show on this character. Yeah. And then they did. 
And then they screwed it up in the second season. Yep. They screwed up the whole show. Just the whole presence yep. of it. And I know why they did it. They just get impatient. Mm-hmm. They don't want to get canceled. Yeah. Because the first season was pretty slow. But I really but, liked it. But it was good. It was. It was it was a crime drama. Yeah, but that, the problem was everyone was just impa- everyone just wanted Batman to show up. And they're like, oh, man, we can't give them Batman, but we can give them every other person that's ever existed. And also, they were all made by Hugo Strange. Yeah. And <laughs> and Gordon was Batman for a while, too. Remember mm-hmm. when he was a bounty hunter? Oh, God. Uh, there were so many weird tangents in that show. Do you remember when he was just straight up murdering people? Yeah, that was fun. I liked that. Remember when he just shot Gallivan in the head? Mm-hmm. I did appreciate that, actually. All this stuff that Gordon would never do. Yeah. They twisted that character so much in that show by the end. Yeah, because he used to be... he. Gordon was always a cop who played by, played by the book and always did the right thing. And then, mm-hmm. then that show turned him into... Well, you know what it turned him into. Mm-hmm. Nonsense. Nonsense. It was, he, was, he was a cartoon character. Yep. He was more of a cartoon character, I think, in Gotham than he was in the, any of the animated versions of him. <laughs> I suppose. But, anyways... Solid movie overall. Um, I liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the next one we're going to review is much better. But uh, which we're going to do the Dark Knight Returns. Um, do you want to do both parts? How long are the parts? Are they both movies? Yeah. Are they but short it, movies it, like this? Well, it's animated. It's animated, so yeah, it's not going to be. They're not like two-hour movies or anything yeah. like that. Yeah, we should probably just do both parts. Okay. Why not? So, Dark Knight, Dark Knight Returns, Part One and Two. We're going to do them both next week. A um, lot in those. There's a lot in those. So, um, yeah, the pod might be a little longer than usual. All right. But with that, um. Make sure if you got your questions that you want to talk about, you want us to review something, onebestpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, search on Facebook, Backcast Weekly. Or you can just yell out your window and maybe we'll hear you. But with that, I'm Andrew Karachi alongside Andrew Quimby. And we'll be back next week for Backcast Weekly. Ladies, gentlemen. You've eaten well. You've eaten Gotham's wealth, its spirit, but your feast is nearly over. From this moment on, none of you are safe.